Chaim Tovim Lashonam, Chaim, Chaim Shakoyach, Chaim Tovim Lashonam, everyone. that I spoke to, they, they know this already. We're having a suda suda to give shevach and, and thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for being here, for being in this world, for having every, another moment, another day, another morning of davening, of learning, of just being alive here in Eretz HaKodesh. So the kids are, um, Monday night, Monday we were fasting, right after we broke the fast, 
I ate for a little bit, and then I had to drive out to the Merkaz to Kfar Chabad, because it was Rav Ginsburg's 79th birthday, and uh, he asked that I come and participate in uh, uh, Fabringen that he was doing in honor of his birthday. Big COVID. So, drove out there, and then, if you know where Kfar Chabad is, it's kind of like, if you're driving towards the airport, and then Lod, and passing by Rehovot, it's, it's kind of that area. Um, and then at about 8.02, there was a big mamatach, how do you say matach? There was a bombardment of rockets to, uh, to the Merkaz. And I heard it through, I heard the sirens. I couldn't tell if it was sirens that I'm hearing from, you know, far away or not, or... But I didn't take any chances, and what I was told is that you're supposed to get out of the car and then find either find shelter or go on the ground. Where, but but where, I, where I was on the highway was basically in the middle of the highway and like an open field behind me. So there, there wasn't really anywhere to go. And I, uh, I, I stopped the car, I got out of the car, and then I went on the floor, and then... I've, I've, I'm, I felt and I heard the biggest boom of I've, I've ever felt in my life, ever. And I still hear it, and I still feel it. Basically, when, when, when the rockets, when they could project, if it's going into an open field, they don't shoot the, the Iron Dome. I think it's like a million and a half shekel each time they shoot one of those things. So if they see that it's going to an open field, they don't shoot it. So that open field where we came down was literally like, uh, I don't know, like a few hundred meters behind me. Like it came down right behind me. And when it, the, the boom came down, it was the, the loudest thing I've ever, ever heard. And I flew from the head, of, from the impact, it flew me forward. And it was such a shock. But then, and I didn't, turn around to look up because I was nervous that there, if it was fire things flying out of there would go into my eyes and like subconsciously I'm realizing now that that's why I didn't look up and didn't look into it but when I uh, then I looked up to like in front to see what's going on then I saw another rocket and then I saw the interception right above me of the second one which was also if you've ever been in one of those those are very loud but it was nothing in comparison to, to what was behind me so you know you go into this place of you're not thinking too much, you're not shocked. All I thought, maybe this wasn't the smartest thing to do, because they say to wait for 10 minutes, but if I felt like they were coming, it was happening more and more there, I somehow got into the, I ran back, I got up, I ran into the car and drove faster than I ever did for another like two, three minutes till I went into Kfar Chabad, which logically it doesn't make any it doesn't mean anything because what's the difference between it's not like there was someone on the run there it was from Shammai right it was from, it was from, from not from Shammai it was from, it was from Gehenom but from the sky so there's a, there's a million thoughts and feelings that Bichlal are processed, and one of, the main, one of the feelings I wanted to definitely do is to not speak about it because it's not it's not a mainly because the reason why I didn't want to speak about it is because this is exactly how so many of our families and brothers and sisters have been living their whole Metzius down south for years and years and years. This was just one example of it. This was just one moment of it.
But there is an Indian to always, always, always be makiyotov takadosh baruchu and to mafaisim it and to even celebrate it. Uh, I was reminded of, I was in the states, but the night after that, uh, behind uh, you know behind Toby's house when when uh, our gibor Shraga Stern Hashem Yishmerel is down now fighting in Gaza was the chayal that was uh, took over and, and was injured by the mechabel here. That the beautiful, I remember watching it on Facebook Live, watching the beautiful Seudan that took place behind over there that night. So there's an Indian to really, there's a lot of Indian to be maketov, to give thanks, to, to put out to the world and to Kadesh Baruch Hu, that the way we, uh, we don't take any second for granted and we makabal on ourselves that um, every moment that we have together is an opportunity to bring more light and to do more good to learn what we feel like what we feel needs to be learned. And personally, for me, it's, and I was speaking about this with Yossi yesterday, that the, the personal feeling here is like so surreal. It's almost like when I got my senses together, when I started thinking clearly, I was like, wow, a Yishmaeli, like a Yishmaeli Yemach Shemo put a rocket in, in a... Uh, in a shigur, huh? in a launcher, this this guy, this animal, a few hours from here, put it, put it in, and it missed me. But I'm, it's not missed me. It missed you. It missed you. You know, it missed. That's the thing. Even though it's personal, because it's like, oh my god, it's right next to me. This is this is crazy. You know, you get flown by the head. If I never, I'm a big guy. I got flown in there, flown by it. From the sound, the everything—it's—it's it's all blurry, and I'm not admitting that I—that I understand any of it. And I'm sure it'll be—I know. <coughs> I'm from LA. There's always uh, aftershocks, you know, from the earthquakes, like you know, the chule. But being together and speaking about it, I also wanted to say that people that go through these kind of things, one of the hardest things is to share, is to speak, and is to reach out. And that's also a limud that I feel like if Hashem put me in the place that I'm in, that that's also an important thing that I wanted to share with everyone here. Maybe not everyone in here has experienced it so close, but there's no doubt in my mind that each person in here has experienced some type of a trauma in the last five weeks. And the Chabura is meant not just for learning the deepest depths and sharing the deepest depths, the Chabura is also meant for sharing Rikshe Halev, you know, the, the, what, what's inevitable, the things that are really touching upon chords, that, to touching upon places in us that we never really did. So... I just want to thank everyone for being here, and also all of we have also today's the, the Ornstein families. Um, this this is Leilu Nishmas, Rabbi Socher Mendel Ben Tzvi Alter Ela, who also their grandson David Yeshua also experienced a close interaction with this a few weeks ago at at, uh, at the Minarot, right by the uh, the Machsom. Shpia Shmira and all of us. Rav Weinberger says that me last night, Shmira Maliusa. It's like a different type of Shmira. Shmira Maliusa. A higher level of, of protection. Aleinu, al kol am Yisrael, al kol ha'achim v'achayot shalano. Amen. Leomar dai. Ibon HaShleinam, you're stuck with us. Look at us, we're such amkshe oref, you know. We're such amkshe oref. You just, there's... Even if Chas V'Shalom, you had one thought for a second of wanting to get rid of us, it's En Malasot, you're stuck with us forever. May it be a beautiful binding together, a beautiful being stuck together. And Hashem should wipe away all the evil from the face of this earth. L'chaim, toyev, l'chaim, l'chaim.
We're going weiter just a little bit today, not too much. Today we're going to be a very important piece. Kuf Kaf Vav. Many people have uh, been wondering, can you, can you label this Milchama, can you put it under the category of Amalek? It's been a talk, it's been a very big talk. People are really, I mean, uh, Chayal called me from the front line, asking me, he wanted a Heta to know if he could go and engage in the war as if he's going and engaging Amalek. I said, my nafkamina. So it's a, it's a, it's a clear nafkamina. It's, a, it's actually one of the clearest nafkaminas in the world. So we're going to learn it instead of telling, instead of like speaking about what we feel, which is not not the, not a good thing, when when the feelings are erupting. We have Torah. We have to look inside. We have to learn to see, does this fall into the category of a malik or not? Even though we already mentioned Rav Soloveitchik's pshat and a malik, a malik is anyone that's coming and trying to kill Jews, right? But. There's still an afkamina there because regarding the tzivuy of Amalek, it's a wiping out completely of an entity. It's not a, oh, we spare them and we spare that. Look what happened with Shaul Amalek. Like, look what happened with Shaul Amalek. So it's not so clear. Did the pages get to the end? Do we have enough? I thought to not so much. I thought after Shilatiyon there was a bitul of Amalek. Yeah, many people did. Means. Many people did. If anyone else needs, please, please raise your hand. No, I meant the level of, of Halakha. Oh, of it's another shayla that came up. Can a Kohen, in the, the questions about Kohanim in the war, a Kohen that has to go to war, he goes to war. There's no, no shayla. Is that one of the not practical ramifications here? Like if it's a Malik, like everybody is out there? Everybody is a Malchem, it's Mitzvah. Yes, it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not on a certain people, it's everyone. Um, the Shilas that came up with Kohanim, I think we spoke about it already, can a Kohen voluntarily go and, and volunteer for Zaka or for the Rabbanut Zvayit of Zihui Chalalim? Mm-hmm. So only if, there's, only if there's no one, if there aren't enough people, then he has a Chiyuv too. But if there are enough people, you can't go and beat Nadev for that, uh, you know, for that. They came up also, the Shaila came up, can a Kohen go and beat Nadev in Mada? Interesting Shaila, right? Mm-hmm. Or Bichla, should a Kohen be a doctor in an emergency room? These are, these are great stuff. There's a lot of tshuvas written on these things. It's, it's, it's really, it's Torah Chaim. It's beautiful. And it's still being developed, these shaylas. Kufchaf Vav, he says like this, we're in the middle of the page. And I, I think a lot of us are also looking for lemaise with all this learning about what we're learning about. We're looking for a lemaase. So what's the practicality? What, what do I practically do with all this type of learning? What could I do as an individual? If I'm not a legislator, and then I, as an, as an individual, what do I do? And we already spoke about that when it's a ma'isa yechidi, that you go out and you nokem, that's absolutely asur. The way we, we, the way we learned it on an individual level, going out and like that, that, that horrible story of there was this, after the three boys were killed, there was a, a guy, Lushtikl Deranged, that went and killed this Arab kid, I forgot his name, Aldir, I think his name was the kid, it was Muhammad Aldir. There, there's no... It has nothing to do with what we're learning, and it's an ivut. It's a, that's lichlan what we're speaking about. So he says like this: Hakadosh Baruch Hu Just like we just mentioned in Shir Shalom, 
God is not only a God of vengeance, El Kanov and Okem, vengeance and <coughs> of vengeance. It's not just that, it's that he says, Gama Geula Shlema Tavom Itochzesha Kadosh Borhu Yakum Bezaamo, then Komet Nikmat Hilul Shmo Vedama Vadava Shafuch. When we speak about Geula, some of us are under the impression it's going to be this thing of like, Kula Mahuvin. It's like, it's all good, it's all beautiful, there's a light that gets turned on, and then just everyone's swimming together and, and dancing, you know, all you need is love. Right? Mamash. Like that, that's, we have this impression, Geulah Shlema just happens like that. It's like part of the process of Geulah is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will come in his rage to avenge the Nikmas Chilul Shmo Ve'ezdam Avadav HaShafuch. There'll be a vengeance from Hashem over all those that were killed by, in, in, in sanctifying his name. That's part of Geulah Shlema. Right? Regarding the fourth kingdom, which is what we're, we're waiting for, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself is going to come and avenge what, he, what needs to be avenged. And this is not only from there. David HaMelech asks, when you, when you uh, get back to what you get back to, sevenfold. You bring it back over, shiva time, sevenfold. That's not what Yirmiyahu HaNavi said. Question, Machlokas, David HaMelech and Yirmiyahu HaNavi. David HaMelech says, when you do come and avenge all the blood that's been spilled in your name, do it like seven times over. Yirmiyahu HaNavi says, just do it, he's saying one, one, one to one, right? So, so we discussed this. Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Nechemia. Rabbi Yehuda Amar, Amru Yisrael, Ribona Olami, Masha Asu Lano, Tashiv Lim Kemaasei Yedehem. Umasha Asu Mikdashcha, Hashem Lishcheninu Shivasayim El Chaykam. The way Rabbi Yehuda says it is that we're, we're saying Master of the World. What they did to us, the personal thing, then go back and give it to them one one one. But what they did in your Beis Hamikdash. What they did to us, one on one, do back to them. But by them burning your Torah, bring it back to them seven fourth, seven over. Now, what's the difference? What do you think the difference is over here? We keep on speaking about the real concept of Nekama can only really be purely about what? Chilul Hashem. But in Hashem's Cheshvan, what's considered a Chilul Hashem? The question is, I think, is that a Neshama, is a Neshama in Hashem's eyes at Sefer Torah? Like, like what he's, the Lashem he's using. Mashukazeh, let's, I want to stick to, to how, we're, how we're bringing it over. What in Hashem's eyes is considered... What we consider a chil Hashem, Hashem comes back and says, okay, chil Hashem doesn't just mean that they come and they desecrated my name. Chilulam Yisrael. Where do we learn that from? By which, which, which nation? By Midian. Exactly. Exactly. Bevadai. 
גם במה שעשו הגויים לישראל יש חילול השם. Of course, that what the nations have done to עם ישראל as well, זה חילול השם, כפי שנראה באריכות. ובגלל זה מגיע עליהם עונש. And of course they deserve a punishment for such a thing. אך, כאשר בגלוי ובפירוש הם מדברים נגד השם, but when they clearly speak against God, ומחרפים ומגדפים אותו, על זה בא עונש שבעתיים. That's where you come back sevenfold of a punishment. כי הנה לפנינו חילול השם גלוי מחוצף, במצח נחושה, זוהי מלחמה גלויה בהשם. What's an open revealed fight against God? Then it's, then it, when, it, when it's in the name of going against Hashem. Okay? Now that was Amalek. Openly against God. The Jewish people were pawns in the war against Hashem. Correct? And we're going to see that clearly in a second too. That's basically how we always learn it. So we have to use our lambda's head for a little bit this morning. Now let's go shlav by shlav. What would you define today's war? Don't say I'll be regish. I'll be seichem. Why? Lishma. It seems like it's totally lishma on their part. Is it a war against God? Yes. Fundamentally, yes. Yeah. Is anyone, is anyone, is anyone bold enough to say if they feel that it's not I'm asking you, I'm not asking anybody else. I'm not asking, I'm not asking the world And is Davka using the Lishma in the most perverted way is absolutely falls under the category of doing this, uh, this is a war against God. God, they're into hijacking. Yimach Shemam. They're into hijacking. They're into hijacking people. They're into hijacking concepts. They're into hijacking God. The concept of God has been by, by billions of people hijacked, hijacked. If this isn't what Amalek does in such a more extreme way, I don't know what is, because what does Amalek do? Kiyad al-Kaiska, we're going to see. Amalek covers the name of God. He covers it. There's an Indian of, they're, they're coming out and they're mechaseh, they're, they're covering over it. Now look how he continues. Zeh sot shel Indian Amalek. Madu'a chara apo shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu ba'um azo yosem ibeshar umas. Why? Why is it that God's anger His wrath was on this nation more than any other nation. The other nations that go out into war against Am Yisrael, they mechal Hashem, you know what Akifin means? Like, roundabout way. Roundabout way. Thank you. But the fact that they're fighting the Am Hashem, Do you know what it means when you choose to fight the Jewish people? What does it mean besides that you hate Jews? What does it really mean? It means you're not scared. There's no, this is a word, a, 
another word that Am Yisrael's do big tikkun for, harta'a. You've heard that word? Harta'a, lehartia. How do you say harta'a? Deterrence. Huh? Deterrence. 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 Ha, not hatra'a. That, that means harta'a. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, what, what he just heard, nirta'a. Nirta'im HaKadosh Baruch Meaning he's saying, like, when you fight Am Yisrael, you're, you're basically saying, I don't have any deterrence. Deterrence. Deterrence before HaKadosh Baruch that's the word that I said is being perverted because, you know, for a long time, people sitting in top, uh, you know, places of legislation and in the cabinet have always spoken about hachamas murta. Murta means the Hamas is, they, they didn't, they're deterred. This was only, a, this was only a few, a few months ago that they, that there was talk like this. There was a minister in the government that said the Hamas is murta for 15 years. He said this about two weeks before Simchas Mamish. Two weeks before Simchas Murta, har ta'ah. Your fight, Yidin, what you're showing is that you really have no fear from God. It, it, not, it doesn't play any role in you. This is a des- desecration of God's name that can't have any kapara. And as bad as that is, he's saying that doesn't compare when you come out with a clear hachraza, clear proclamation, I'm going against God. Like he brings over here the, the Goliath. This is what Amalek was really all about. Why is the war? of Hashem and Amalek forever, because what these people resemble is an open proclamation that we have a target. The target is God. So if in this world we can't really, God is not a physical entity, we go and target those that represent God's, God's life and light in this world. Who is that? Yidin. Am Yisrael. This is brought down in Mechota. God swore by his throne of glory. I, I swear that there will not be even left a, any, any descendant of Amalek in this world that anyone can ever say this donkey, this, uh, this, uh, this camel belongs to Amalek. Bottom line. As long as this this offspring, this this Mishtach is in the world. And Hashem Yisbarach's name and his kisei are not complete, and there's a lot of drushes on that, what that means exactly. Amar David, ha'oyev tamu charovos lanetzach ve'arim natashta avad zichram heima, maksiv achrav, ve'ashem le'olam yeshev, konen le'mishpat kisa. When the job is done, then Hashem sits on his throne properly. Zatomeret like this. You and I are living in a world that we have to work really, really hard, even when we're not in a state like this, to truly feel that hakisei shalem v'ashem shalem. What does that mean, that God is sitting fully on His throne? And what does it mean that God's name is complete in the world? What does that mean? What does it mean that Shem Hashem is complete in the world? 
What do you think that means? What, what would be different? What, would be, what, what kind of reality would be different? Hashem's name is complete in this world. So let's look at Hashem's name for a second. What's Hashem's name? Yud, and then Hey, and then Vav, and then Hey. And without getting too, you know, I'm not going fully, you know, like, I'm going, I'm just trying to do something a little bit like this. What is the most, uh, what is the only thing in the world that you and have right now at this second? This second. That's all we have. We have the Hove. We have the present. That's all you and I have right now. I'm learning with Bini, a mimer from, uh, from Rav Kluger about his Borirus, and the whole Indian there is that a person has to do an immense amount of tshuva over ignoring the only thing that he actually has and always thinking about what he doesn't have. People usually think that means money or, or Tavis Nashim, whatever it is. The truth is what we usually are focused on is everything but the one thing we have, which is now. Okay? In Hashem's name, there's only one tense, not past or future, it's only present, Hoveh. The Yud is bringing Hashem into the picture of now. Amalek comes and it says, Kiyad al ka. There's something co- covering over the name of God. Which two letters aren't in that Pasuk? Vav and the He. Now I'll go a little bit to but the Vav and the He in this world is actually what brings down the connection that I feel to the existence of God and His Hanhaga in this world, Zotomeret. As long as this entity exists in the world, I really can't experience the Rebbe Nishleilam the way the Rebbe Nishleilam wants me to experience him in this world. <coughs> and when we, when we, when we, in the, name, in the name of a perverted concept of compassion, perverted concept of compassion, it brings us further away from enabling a world of, of, of Hashem Shalem v'kis o Shalem. Now. It's nothing to do from what happened two nights ago. It's been the whole Ma'alach of the last five weeks. If we were to say that this is a Milchama and Amalek, Okay? If we were to say, if we were to paskin, this is a melcham and amalek. But yesh al mili smoch sheken. I'm not saying everyone agrees with it. Yesh al mili smoch sheken. Then, in terms of the kol kore from the am, meaning the voice emanating from the am, and the levels of tshuva that we have to do, aside from the clear one, that we always have to be working on listening to each other, getting closer to each other, really hearing each other, not only in this room, but dafka Jews that sound nothing like many of us and don't look like anything like us, to go and listen to them, just like the Chayalim are, Baruch Hashem, showing us and leading us by example of hearing each other, listening to each other, and the things that aren't important are being put aside, and what is important is staying in the front. And we have all the, everything in the world to learn from them. What else is the avoda that is the hardest thing, like we're talking about waking up from a coma, what is it to do in, in terms of this war? Could it be, I'm just throwing out the idea, because this is important stuff for us to wake up from. When you see images of people who were celebrating and giving out candies when our brothers and sisters were killed and raped and slaughtered, that are now 
not being killed and being led to Gaza and being served water by Chayalei Tzvag and Al Yisrael, and it makes you feel proud, there's something messed up about that. Deep, deep inside us, there's something that's not, something's messed up. Again, according to the Shita, that these people are Amalek. I'm certain without a shadow of a doubt, Rov Rubo, of anyone that's walking out like this right now, these are people that cheered when rockets went to try to kill you and me and put terror and fear in my children and in your children. No Shaila. No Shaila. The few you catch on camera now that are saying, look what Hamas has done to us. This is a... The fact that we haven't even declared yet that we, have re, we are reconquering the whole area, reestablishing Jewish settlement there in a place where such a rishut has taken over still shows that we still have a very long mahalach, but I believe that that awareness and consciousness is dependent on what I said before. <coughs> I believe the more that we can hear each other, love each other, and talk to each other in, in Am Yisrael, we won't have a problem doing all these necessary things that need to be done. We won't have a problem. It'll almost be like, a, because if we just really focus on the hove, on the moment, all the other stuff that we're so worried about, they, they won't. They won't. They won't. They'll, 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 they'll fall down in front of our eyes. All the cheshbonas, all the sichons. Right? All the sichons, all the sichon melech eshbon stuff will fall before our eyes. Obviously there's so much more to share on this topic. And these, this kind of learning is bringing up very, very, uh, you know, emotional things, but we're trying to always bring ourselves to say, but, but what, are the, what did Chazal say? What did David HaMelech say? What do the Midrashim say? Like we were speaking about in Shir the other day, which Midrashim and which Parshas did I kind of like turn, turn a blind eye to? Which stories in the Torah have I consciously cho- chosen to be like, and I can't really think about that. Do you understand how many people Shaul HaMelech killed? How many people do you think Shaul HaMelech killed? Tens of thousands. If not more, right? Tens of thousands of people. And yet, he had chemla on one. He had compassion on one. And what happens when you have compassion on one that's part of a bigger picture? What do you lose? Huh? There's a word. What, 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 do you, what did he lose? Malchus. Malchus. He, lose, he lost the malchut. He lost, he lost not just aspect of malchut, like we like to connect to today. He actually lost malchus, right? We have, to, we have to be aware and understand, wait a second, how am I looking at this milchama? How am I looking at this? You know that yesterday, it's crazy. There's a, there's a request from someone from the left-wing party and a right-wing party to use other countries to take in the Ishmaelim that are leaving Gaza into their countries. Sounds a, sounds a little familiar. It's just a different person saying it. 
It's, 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 it's crazy. It, it, what, they basically called for transfer. Straight up. They said, they just didn't use that word because they want to keep their seat in the Knesset. But that, that's exactly what they said. And there, there's more and more people that are, that are realizing, but that's that, again, that's our love for each other and listening to each other goes yad beyad with the ability to do what's needed to be done to wiping out the enemies of Hashem in this world. How does this all work with the, the descendants of Haman studying Torah and Torah? I don't know. Amalek, one more paragraph. Amalek bala ashmidet Israel, k'mo sh'amru chazal, lama nikra shmo Amalek? Am lak, a nation of lak. You know what the lakek means? Sheba laluk daman shal Israel kekelev. It's a very heavy midrash. They come to lit like like a like a dog comes. And that's what they come to do to the blood of Am Yisrael. Who Barishon? He came first. Who bekach salal taderech lechol shar haumot? K'mo shamru chazal asher karcha baderech. What does it mean? They came and cooled you off on the way. Rabbanan amre karcha hikrecha lifnei acherim. They cooled you off before other people. Okay, so let's. What, what does this mean? We'll learn the midrash and we'll see it happening today. This is a, a parable to a a, 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 a fuming, burn, burning, steaming hot, hot a bathtub that no person can go into without getting burned. One Yemach Shemo comes inside and he jumps inside. And even though he got burned a little bit, what did he end up doing to the water? Hekira, hekira He cooled it off before other people. Afkan, kevan We came out of Egypt. We came out of such low dirt and filth. We come out of Mitzrayim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu karayam lifneim, miracles upon miracles. Venishtakua mitzrim etocho, and the Egyptians sunk into the world that they lived in. What ended up happening? Momentarily, nafal pachdan al kol There was covered shemaim in the world, and the fear. There was fear on other nations. Shneemar, as nivhalu alufei edom. Now we have your daily moment of musar, where you pray, you say this every single morning. What does it mean? As nivhalu alufei edom. Then, all the alufim, the generals of edom of the nations of the world, nivhalu got freaked out when they saw Yad Hashem so clearly with what he did with Am Yisrael Mitzrayim. Kevan sheba Amalek ben Yisdavek lahem, afa pishen atalet shelo mitachat yadan, hi kiran lifnei umot haolam. What did Amalek cause? He caused that this moment of az nivalu alufei edom was like kechalom yauf, like a passing, it passed in a second. Let's go on to us. We'll end with this. What happens to us? Am Yisrael goes through the gas chambers. Am Yisrael goes through Auschwitz. Goes through pogrom after pogrom after pogrom. And then this crazy mitzias of Vishavu Banim Gvulam starts to happen. Start coming back to Eretz Yisrael. And it seems like, oh my God, after such a, like, Tumas Mitzrayim, maybe even worse, we come back to Eretz Yisrael, 
and there's a besora. There's an uh, there's a there's a place for Yidin to be in the world. Who and and basically who comes right away? Who comes right away and tries to lekarer this besora? Yishmael. Yishmael. Now the reason, kabbalistically speaking, why this klipa is so much harder to cut off, and we have such a harder part, uh, an Indian with them, is based on a very simple notion that they have a bris mila. And because they have a bris mila, it makes it much harder for us to fully wipe this entity out of our lives because Kedusha Sabris is the last struggle before Mashiach. And in our worlds, and especially in the more modern world that Kimat everyone here grew up in, these are things that weren't spoke to us, were spoken to us about. We, 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 didn't, we didn't deal with these things. I think the first time someone like, really started learning about Kedusha Tabrit and paid attention to it and noticed it was something that happened at a later stage in life when our minds were already completely infiltrated with a whole culture that was nice and sweet and also filled with trauma. Go, go back and watch a movie that your parents let you watch in the 80s. Just try it. Or a TV show. Yeah? doesn't work. I tried to make his movie. Watching I don't remember the scene. <laughs> <laughs> and after 10 minutes, I'm like, you actually used to think this is funny? <laughs> 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 Go to 70s. Go to 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go to 70s. Yeah, 60s. What I'm trying to say is like this. For us to understand, like, why, why have we had so much trouble with this? Like, why isn't it so clear that they came and they did what Amalek <laughs> did to us? Asher Karcha. You're on your way from rising, from being the lowest, lowest of the world, to becoming an Amanetzach, and we have so much trouble with these people. I'm not saying that they have <coughs> Kedusha Sabris, they have, they have Bris Mila, they have a Brit, they do a Brit Mila. In the Kabbalistic energies, this is what we're speaking about, Zekinegedzeh, if that's giving them any koach in the world to have any ability to harm, our weapon against it is in our circles a huge, huge, huge hagbara in the world of tznius and shmiyos abris without a doubt. Without a doubt. That's one element. It doesn't mean that you should wait to wipe them out while, until you get your shmiyos abris ready. Understand. It is explaining to us the inner struggle. There's a war here that's gone on for so long. It, it has so many different elements. And it's playing with us in such, a, such an insane way, such a, such, a, such a sensitive way, such a personal way. So, again, we're not paskening right now because I don't, I don't think we're, we, we've, we've, we, we've gone through the whole sulya yet. But definitely, 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 yesh al-mili smoch, to hold that this is definitely falls into that category, without a doubt. Yeshal mili smoch. We didn't get to our. Again, the regesh wants to tell us so easily. For sure they are, because then what would be the problem? Nothing. Then, well, there's one problem with, in today's reality of treating them like a malik, because they're holding on to 240 yidden, or 200 yidden and 40. It doesn't matter how many people are there right now. They have we have these we have these brothers and sisters 
that are screaming out to us to pull them out of the Gehenom. But if they weren't there, and you say that this is clearly a mother, these are people that give out candies when you didn't get killed. These are old people that go on bicycles driving to Kibbutzim while our sisters were being burnt to crisps so that they could loot. Six and ten-year-old boys. Six, ten-year-old boys. You have to understand, there's a person that she was just only identified two days ago. Vivian Lewis. You saw this? Vivian Lewis had a very, very, very good heart. It was in a very, very wrong place, but it was a very good heart that was really felt that what she was doing was mamish l'shem shemayim. She did. She was the one, she was the most active amongst all the chavra to, to make shalom between, between Israelis and the Ishmaelim down there. You know why it took five weeks to identify her body? Do I have to explain why? The chayalim are doing it. The chayalim, the ruach, is so crystal clear. They're in achdut. The chayalim are in achdut. The chayalim are very focused and they should continue to have shmira maliusa over them. And you know how we owe it to them to have shmira maliusa on us? Is that we're bold enough to choose to wake up from certain comas that we're not even under the impression that we're still have been stuck in for only one reason. Leman shmo be'ava. This is not a personal thing. Well, it's personal because it's God. So I guess on that level, it's a personal thing. But leman shmo be'ava. To keep on learning, to looking at this picture clearer, to see how much does it burn you in your heart that there's such a chilul kvot shemaim in the world. You know, one of my friends, he heard what happened the other night, and his response was, he got angry. He said, is that a way a Jew is supposed to drive the streets of Eretz Yisrael? Like, that was his... He's like, he's like, stop for a second. Is that the way a Jew was meant to drive the streets of Eretz Yisrael? And when you take that question up to Shemaim, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu come, and then you say, how could it be that a Jew drives, has to drive like this, the streets of Eretz Yisrael? And you, we all know the answer. Hashem says, yeah, I know. This is not a pro- huh? We're only Lamitzchus today, and Hashem's answer back is so clear. It's like I don't even know why you're asking me that question. I don't know how you guys got to a place that you enabled this to be your reality in the first place. Shigaon, Rashut Shigaon. You chose to avoid certain parshias in the Torah. You chose to avoid certain texts that are not confusing. They're very clear. You chose to look at Shimon and Levi and say, this is what I want to learn out of it, and this is what I don't want to learn out of it. You chose to like talk about all the Kedolim, but when it came to Pinchas, all the Rabbeim told you, don't learn Meashilach, don't learn, don't learn the Ptimius of the story of Pinchas, because we don't know how to deal with that in this world. <coughs> Shemshon. How much, how much of a big deal do we make of Shemshon? We're nearing a place that the Avoda now has to be on us so much more intensely because to be able to do this work, may it only come from one place. May the Ratzon to wake up only come from one place and one place only. 
only that. And we need Shmira Maliyusa, we need extra protective energy to be able to make, to, to look straight into the eye of even the things that hurt me the most. And the things that hurt me the most are usually the things that I made for me as a Pesel in my life. Meaning that I already set up as a statue, as a monument. Like, this is how it is. That's how those people are. This is how those people are. If you don't understand the Israeli leftist that's trying so hard to make peace and a two-state solution, because you have to understand that. That place is coming from a real Ratzon to not have war. We have to, we have to, we have to, we have to realize that. It's coming from a, a very sincere desire of living here much longer than any of us, and that just can't take it anymore. And to them, that's really what it seems like. Once I start the conversation from there, like mamash for real, then I can make a choice in a second, okay, I know that's where it's coming from, but I have a Torah that guides me that's much deeper than any human emotion that comes up, that's ever come up since Shishit Ma, you know, Shilat Ma, my Subarishis. I know that last statement I said right now is uncomfortable for a lot of people. When I say waking up from the coma, it's from both sides. It's to be able to understand the heart of the kibbutznik that lived down there in Kerem Shalom, who's now, I wish they were six feet under their ashes, where it came from was a sincere desire, not Torah-based, but a sincere desire to live in peace. It's our job to mechanech the door of today what the Torah's vision of peace is and not what the world's vision of peace is. According to the world, we have a prosperous peace with Egypt and Jordan. That, that word has been hijacked as well. Peace. 100%. Peace. Peace is so much deeper. Peace is the name of Hashem. In order for all the brachas Hashem wants to give us, we have to make that bracha of shalom between us. Once that happens, it's all over. We should be zonched, should be in our time, with our days, in our days. Amen.